Welcome back to another episode of a quarantined edition of the Fanboy MMA podcast. On this episode, the fallout from UFC 249 will be covered. Also on the agenda is the announcement of a massive UFC 250, 249, whatever they're going to call it. Uh, Talking about this with me is my West Coast homie, Drake Riggs, writer from a plethora of MMA websites, The Body Lock, Fan Sighted, Scrap News, uh, My MMA News, and RT Sport News. Did I miss anything? Got them all, buddy. Got them all. all right. <laughs> oh, and podcasting for Loudmouth MMA Network. <laughs> okay. And coming on to the Fanboy MMA Podcast for the second week in a row. We're going to make it a thing now, I think. <laughs> it's a theme. Coming and migrating. <laughs> migrating over. <laughs> okay, there. so let's get started with the, the fallout from UFC 249. Um, last week, it was reported by Jeff Sherwood, founder of SureDog.com, that UFC 249 would take place in Lamore, California. Uh, that fell through when media the the new york times and a california senator diane feinstein and then eventually the governor of california gavin newsom got wind of all of this uh they made it public and shit went downhill from there um apparently the california governor gavin newsom called the people at disney which owns espn um whom the UFC is in partnership with, obviously, for televising rights. Uh, soon after, Disney and ESPN executives called Dana White and told him to stand down. Those were his words exactly. They told me to stand down. Uh, this was a few days of a fucking roller coaster in MMA, like his fans, you know, not having a lot to do. We were all pretty much glued to like social media you know, for the next thing, for the next thing, for the next thing. And there was a lot, there was a lot coming out in like, at this, at the same time, like, like minutes and hours from each other. Um, And quite frankly, people were pretty pissed off. Like MMA fans were pretty upset, pissed off. Um, You and I, Drake, you and I talked last week. We didn't, we don't think that these, these events should go actually go down because of the health concerns. Um, many would say that's because we're liberal. <laughs> we're from the West Coast. I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, honestly though, like this is more about health and health and safety of the fighters and everyone involved, right? Yes. I, I mean, the funny thing is, you know, there's been a lot of, um, you know, I guess, venom towards the media right the MMA media members specifically oh yeah and like hard dude you, you hard know? <laughs> with a with a hard hard haven't, like they are coming out yeah but, you know i haven't been super like vocal re- repetitive about it and how i you know mm-hmm. don't think there should be events and everything but you know i'll mention it every time it's brought up to me and all that yeah. and you know this is you know how i make a living and stuff so it's like i don't want there not to be events i'm just making do with what i can but i you know 
the integrity and morals are more important to me, right? You know, I'll make it work. However, I've been making it work so far. There hasn't been an event in how long now. So, I mean, it's not like we all want it to go on, right? But it's just some things are more important than others. So that's really the the big thing about it. So, you know. So I think that, you know, once the, the mainstream media got a hold of it, it was it was done. You know, once the New York Times put out that put out that article, it it was done. They were they were done for. You know, well, even then, I'm sure that you know. I think that I saw maybe it was Josh Gross. You know, shout out to Josh. Um, he might have pointed this out, but I, you know, it's like you think that the California government, or not the government, but you know, the governor and them, they're not. They weren't aware of this already because like you know nothing else is going on <laughs> so there's a sporting event trying to get regulated and go and happen during this time where nothing else is happening you right. think that the state didn't you know wasn't at least somebody who's connected to people wasn't aware highly unlikely probably didn't matter uh whether you know the mainstream got a hold of it or not but it definitely sped up the possibility of the cancellation which was you know it was bound to happen anyways yeah i mean and today we were supposed to have the Wayans, Tony Ferguson actually weighed in today, <laughs> doing Tony Ferguson things. He weighed in and he said, he said himself that he will, he's fight ready and that he, he looked pretty good. <laughs> made weight. I mean, yeah. this this dude is an animal. I mean, like honestly, like who the fuck does this kind of shit? You know, <laughs> nobody but Tony Ferguson does this kind of shit. Um, so, it's it's crazy. He's he's just a he's a different person. He's like he's he does things that no other fighter will do. Um, and then tomorrow we were supposed to have UFC 249, and that's gone now because of everything that we mentioned before, um, which sucks because we're all just. It's, it's like we're fiending for a sport that we love and for something other than hearing about a virus that's killing people and getting people sick and stuff. We like as fans of sport, fans of competition, it's just something that we're used to being able to tune into without without anything else going on around us. We can turn into sports and not have to think about anything else if we don't want to for a little while. We don't have that now. Yeah. It's, you know, I get it. I get it. But I mean, think just think about it this way, you know, this has never happened before, right? So it's like, I mean, of course there have been, you know, viruses and things like that that have spread, but we've never had such a situation where it's um you know really just affecting the whole world so much and everybody's taking such drastic uh, but necessary you know actions to combat it so it's like just you can get through this one time you know hopefully this is like the last time we see something like this i mean if history goes to show um you know like i said this is the only time it's been so big and i mean I'm not a historian necessarily, but you know, in our lifetimes, something that's been so crazy like this, 
the odds of it happening again in your lifetime, you know, not very good. Uh, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> hopefully. So it's just, you know, get through this. More important things, you know, that's really when it comes down to life at all, you know, you can you can get over not having some entertainment sports, be creative, you know, of course, it does make you appreciate, you know, normal life a little bit more. I hope that that's the takeaway that people have. I felt that way. I was like, damn, man, I miss going out with my friends. <laughs> I really miss doing that because, you know, we're working from home, especially missing it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, tough it out. If you, if you can't, then go outside, but don't like go around people into something, you know? <laughs> okay. So do you think that this was a bad look? for the UFC and for Dana White? To cancel? No, well, to cancel, but also the way that it got canceled. Like the way that oh. Disney and ESPN came at, came at them. Hmm. I mean, yeah, you never want to, you know, hear from the big, the big bosses, right? Like uh, everyone's assuming, you know, Man, Dana Wade, he does whatever he wants, right? Right. Uh, not necessarily, man. I mean, this exactly yeah. showed that. Like, he doesn't do what he wants. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, technically, they could have still done it, but that would have been just the stupidest business decision ever, you know, right? To try and continue after that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sorry, guys. Then you're losing deals and stuff. So, you know, obviously smart. Does it make him look good? to have had it happen this way i mean no you never want to be i don't want to call it a scolding necessarily that is what happened to him <clears throat> well we don't know like what maybe it, yeah maybe but it could have been like yeah we don't like, know. maybe they were like are you fucking crazy dude what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> dog is pale a little bit asshole <laughs> some ridiculousness mickey mouse <laughs> yeah, mickey mouse uh, but um yeah from that standpoint looking at it like nobody likes to be know especially publicly when you it's out there so much it doesn't look great i don't know how it the only thing that's good about it is that it's being stopped and he's kind of like okay you know kind of okay but then goes right around and is trying to make it happen again which we'll talk about surely <laughs> so like it's like no, three weeks later <laughs> probably sooner than that <laughs> Well, they're saying what well, I mean. Oh, I, you mean the event, right? right yeah, right, the yeah. event, the the event yeah. taking taking place three weeks later. <sighs> Fucking ridiculous. On Fight Island or, or where? <laughs> yeah, we don't, where's that? We don't even know where. Florida, apparently. Yeah, well, dogs. Florida opened up their beaches today. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently Florida. at 5 p.m. Florida time, which is 30 minutes ago. I think they understand. <laughs> they know that they're Florida. <laughs> yeah, Flo Florida knows that they're fucking Florida. They know that they're crazy and wild, and they just don't care. That is silly. I mean, I don't know what their rates are like necessarily, but still, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what they're letting the WWE do stuff is mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, it's kind of the loophole or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Dana White's part of this committee now <laughs> with um, Vince yeah. McMahon and the Patriots owner, Kraft, and like, 
a bunch of a bunch of old white men like <laughs> to put it bluntly it's it's kind of wild like i don't i don't i don't know what exactly they're gonna do but i guess they're supposed to talk about getting the economy going again I don't know what Vince McMahon and Dana White have to do with that, but um, they're not exactly. What are, what are we living in? A simulation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not exactly world leaders, but okay. Worldwide leaders in sport, bro. <laughs> yeah, I guess they have they have their own uh, their own streaming services. <laughs> Okay, so UFC 250 is supposedly taking place on May 9th from we don't know where. Uh, we assume it's either Lamore, California, Tachi Palace, or Fight Island, or Florida. I mean, we honestly don't even know where it's going to be taking place. Um, this, from the, the card it's upgraded i mean from you look at 250 and you look at 249 it's definitely upgraded there's they're all unconfirmed by the ufc this is just what has been put out there by you know espn espn's mma people errol hawani and uh brett alcomodo um three title fights a bunch of former champions on this card prospects and title contenders i mean you look at this card, it's stacked from top to bottom. Yeah, um, I mean, not surprising. Right, I mean, not surprising at all because... The backlog. Yeah, there's nobody fighting right now, and these fighters want to fight. They need to fight. They need to make money. Um, we have Tony Ferguson against Justin Gaethje for the interim lightweight title again. Um, but a new one is Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz for the Bantamweight title. Uh, I know I know you're feeling this because Dom, Dom Cruz is your boy. He is. Let me, let me stop you right there, though, before you continue with the card. It's still, 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 I can't get excited. You know, circumstantially. Oh, so hard to get excited. I, I mean, like, I I read it. Like, I, I, I read the tweet, you know, with all, this, with mm-hmm. all the, with all the fights, and I was like, all right, this is fun, you know, but it, we don't know. I feel we have no feel nothing, idea. man. And it makes me so sad. I'm like, fuck you. I want to get, I want to get so amped up for this. I am dying. If anybody's dying to see Dominic Cruz back, obviously it is me. And you know, even if this wasn't the case, I can't. I still can't get as excited as I can because I have to, you know, admit that you know, the injury issues are always there with him. You never know. But then with this, it's just like, you know, <laughs> you just can't get. It, uh, it, it sucks it makes me so upset because it's like i want i just want to feel comfortable about knowing hey at least i'll see one fight i don't know who it's gonna be but i'll see it for sure <laughs> you know but no there's not any of that here and to throw in another thing it made me feel a little bit weird i listened to an interview uh, a little clip actually that michelle waterson did with um serious exam i don't know if you caught that i watched it like right before we came on and you know, she was saying why she's continuing to you know, prepare for a fight with Carlin. Still, mm-hmm. was like there any hesitation to you know keep going with this? She was like, no, you know, I think it's a historical thing. Obviously, it is one way or another. 
you know, want to be a part of history. But then she talked about, you know, how it's a different training camp and how she's like only training with her husband. And I was like, right. Hmm. That, you know, that doesn't sound like the best <laughs> build up for, a, for fighters at the highest level. And it makes you think about how everyone else is, you know, most, most likely doing things like that. You're not getting the best training that you can yeah. at this time. And that to me was just like, you already knew that, but when you hear it in like certain situations for different people, it's like, mm, that makes me even like less interested because I don't know. It, I don't want to say they're not going to be as good as normal. And obviously it's a very different situation. The lack of preparation adds a different element to it, sort of. But it's like, I said a good one. You know, it's just really a conflicting kind of it's so just there's just so many things about this you know that make me like can we just wait but then at the same time you're like these fighters need to fight to make money so you're like fuck yeah it, it's there's the confliction is just insane in MMA right now yeah definitely um i did not hear that interview but it's things that people who have like an open mind to everything that's going on in the world right now i think it's you know, thing things that people think about. We're not going to see the best Justin Gaethje against the best Tony Ferguson. We just we're just not going to see the best from them. Which is which sucks. Which, which sucks. I mean, honestly though, I'll take an eighty percent Justin Gaethje against an eighty percent Tony Tony Ferguson at this point. I mean. That's yeah, how much I, mean, I miss. That's how much I miss MMA. Just to be, you know, nitpicky, probably even less percentage than that, because you know, no one goes into a fight 100 as is. Right. So this just even kind of lowers that a bit. Maybe there will be less injuries because of the training that's not so intense. You know, who knows? Maybe it'll be a better idea. There's so yeah, many I mean, different ways to look at it. We just don't know. We we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, it's the unknown. We just don't know what's going to happen. Um. So, yeah, we have Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz. Jose Aldo was supposed to be on that card. He had an injury. And Dominic Cruz is stepping up, stepping up. Um, how long has it been since he since he had a fight? Um, it was since 207, uh, so December like 30th, 2016. But did Aldo actually, he had an injury? I thought it was because he couldn't leave Brazil or whatever. I didn't know. Oh, I trial. thought he had an injury or something. Okay. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe both. Maybe. Yeah. Who, who knows? I mean, I, don't know. I honestly don't know. Either way, I, out. I thought I read an injury or something. Yeah. But anyway, Dominic Cruz is stepping up, and we haven't seen him fight for a long time. It's but crazy. It's crazy. No that on that guy. <laughs> it's crazy that his comeback fight is a title fight. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say no, just because, you know, we've seen him do it before. And initially, his comeback was supposed to be a title fight, but then he got Mizugak instead, because I think how things lined up with, I think it was like Dillashaw Barrow at the time, if I'm remembering correctly. But, um, you know, it's not a new thing for him, which is interesting, because he's the only guy who can say that, you know, coming off of years away and, you know, deserving. If anybody deserved to get an instant rematch, you know, after suffering their real their first loss that they haven't avenged you know because he beat Faber twice after his only career loss to him 
and then you know the Garbrandt one. If anybody's gonna the greatest of that division of all time, one of the greatest ever in general. If anybody's gonna get one, you know, should have been him, but that didn't end up happening. Obviously, now it's been a while. There are plenty of contenders who you know should be fighting for the title. Circumstantially, though, this crazy world we're in, some of them can't make it there. Some of them have issues. Aljamain Sterling said he's not fighting without. Uh, you know, full camp, which you can't get at the moment because right. uh, his gym shut down. His wrist still has stuff like that going on. Um, you know, Corey Sandhagen's like the only, the only other guy I think that would make sense because Peter Jan's over in Russia or wherever. This isn't an illogical move. I'm going to die on that hill <laughs> with Dominic Cruz. I think it is fine and justifiable, um, more so than Aldo, who's coming off of two losses and hasn't won in the division at all. And I mean the matchup. You can't go wrong with Dominic Cruz. Anyway, who doesn't want to see that? Who doesn't want to see that, man? I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I I do want to see that fight. I'm a massive Jose Aldo fan, and I was so happy that he was getting this fight against Henry Cejudo. I don't I don't even care. I don't care <laughs> about his two losses. I don't I, I don't care. I don't give a shit. I think he beat Marias anyway. I don't care. I was so happy that he was getting this fight against Cejudo. But I'm actually happy that Cruz is getting the fight as well. I mean, I think he's he's done enough in MMA. I mean, yeah, honestly, like he's done enough. I get it. I get it with, you know, the guys coming up, like you said, Sterling, Jan, and Sanhagen. I get it. But there's there's things there's things happen in MMA. Shit like this happens all the time in combat sports. We, we see literally in boxing, we see, we don't see the best fight the best at the, in, at the t- recently we have, but in years past, we had literally fighters not fighting each other because of reasons. I mean, it didn't even, it didn't even matter what the so reason. How long for Floyd and Manny to finally do it? Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. I mean, it was all political, you know, it, it was all money it was all just different just different scenarios okay so amanda nunez versus felicia spencer for the bantamweight title um i know you and i talked you and i talked about this fight prior before we've mm-hmm. we've talked about them fighting eventually and now we're getting it yep and that one that was originally for this UFC date, anyways. Yep. Yeah, it was in uh, in Brazil. Yep. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Um, as any Nunes fight. Um, yeah, I mean that's a good one. I was looking forward to that one. It was either, you know, Megan or Felicia, right? So that featherweight, anyway. Yeah. Um, still wanted to see um, uh, Aldana, you know, get the bantamweight crack next, but hey, it's good to see. Oh, did I said bantamweight, huh? Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's featherweight. <laughs> featherweight. It's good to see, you know, Nunez actually gonna try and defend the featherweight title. That's really cool. So can't be too mad at that. Um, yeah, I can't really pinpoint exactly what's gonna happen with Aldana and you assume, you know, Aspen Ladd obviously up there as well. Yeah. Uh, Juliana Pena and Ladd was supposed to happen, I think, but they got Pena got injured before. Got injured. Yeah, yeah. Before things even really nervous and all that. Um, but yeah, very interesting fight, and I think that. You know, Felicia can do, will do, a good amount better than people expect her to. You know, she's very well-rounded, as we know. I know you 
always been high on Spencer, and you know it's hard not to be. She's a very good fighter at one of the best featherweights. Um, yep. Very talented black belts on the feet and on the ground. Absolutely. Um, I know I'm not being technical there, but yes, he's very well-rounded. Yeah. Um, and very durable, as we saw against Cyborg. So, yep. I mean, obviously Nunez can, you know, finish her with strikes and knock her out and all that. But I don't think it's going to be that easy. You know, Spencer's a legit featherweight. Um, she's not going to run into Nunez like Cyborg did. So, you know, that gives her obviously better chances to, you know, last. <laughs> um and on on the ground, I want to see if they go on the ground because that's where it's most interesting. I think. I think Felicia, you know, can, like I said, survive a bit on the feet for who knows how long. Don't know how much damage she can do. I mean, if she plays it really smart and you know, kind of stay calculated a bit, maybe clinch, work some elbows like she did against Cyborg, and it was looking really good there. But on the ground, that's where it's really fun. So for sure, I think the. Uh, I think she's big. Yeah, yeah, she is. I think the ground game is going to be fun if they go. I mean, because look at what happened with Danunez against Jermaine Durandamy, who doesn't have a great ground game. You know, she's she threw up some subs too. She's a she striker. Yeah, and Felicia Spencer, like you said, is a black belt, like a legit black belt. Um, Amanda Nunez is obviously a black belt as yeah, well, yeah. but Felicia Spencer is no slouch on the ground. Yeah, different levels. Yeah, Jermaine and right. Felicia. There's like we we say and we've heard many times there's levels to this shit <laughs> and felicia spencer is at the top in that division at least as far as the ground game i think that um amanda nunez this this isn't like you said it's not going to be the cyborg fight spencer's not going to run into her no no he's not going to run at her She's gonna. She's gonna wait. She's gonna pick her. She's gonna pick her battles with with Nunes. She's a very intelligent fighter. Not saying that Cyborg isn't intelligent. I just think that she had a game plan of fucking going in for the kill against Nunes, and it and she's the one that got killed by Nunes. Yeah. You know, uh, it happens in fights. The wrong game plan. That's exactly gotcha. what happens. Is, <laughs> You have the wrong game plan and you get fucking, you get fucking plowed. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Steve, the National Horny Day was yesterday, buddy. Use the terminology here. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, yes, hopefully, hopefully we can end up seeing that at some point. <laughs> Still can't get excited as much as I want to. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to get excited for these fights. I mean, um, so we have Donald Cerrone and Anthony Pettis. Rematch, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what a great fight. I was not expecting that fight at all. Like, I don't know how I feel about that one. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Both guys want to be active. I mean, yeah. Cerrone, not surprising there. Yeah. Uh, from from like a ranking and you know logical purist kind of standpoint, though, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I. Well, Cerrone, has he lost three in a row now, or is it two? It's three. It's right, with Ferguson, Ferguson Gage, and, and then yep. And then, yeah, it's three in a row for for uh, Cerrone. Yeah. What obviously the last one was at welterweight. He's still a top seven lightweight or so. And then Pettis, not even in the top fifteen, right? Just lost to Carlos Diego Ferreira handedly. And before that, he lost to Nate, if I'm thinking off the top of my head. 
I don't know. I feel like I would rather see Cerrone fight somebody like the back of the top 15, but um, you, I guess you can't be too picky during <laughs> this time. And obviously, their first fight was a long time ago, so it is. It's still very interesting right now. I'm, you know, just thinking from I'm thinking from my perspective of everything's normal, which I shouldn't do. So I guess this is fine. <laughs> this is definitely fine right now. Um, and I think you know, it'll be a lot different. I think than the first fight too. I think, oh yeah, for sure. I think that it's um, it's kind of like a nostalgic fight. Uh, oh yeah. Donald Cerrone is a fan favorite, obviously. Um, Anthony Pettis is a former champion and he has a ton of fans himself. Um, they fought before. It was, the first fight was really entertaining. I think that this fight will be as well. Um, they're older they're more they're not like as reckless as they once were well maybe Cerrone is still reckless he he kind of Cerrone kind of it's weird it's weird what what has happened with him like how he's um how he's how he's done things in his last few fights Anthony Pettis is clearly he's getting a little bit older now though yeah he's not showing his championship self that's been the uh the thing about the interesting thing about pettis is like kind of he's kind of like the lightweight wide minute at the moment in the sense of man he just keeps taking on guys who are you know just straight up for the most part that you're like damn man you can take a step back like makes makes sense where you are right now obviously nobody i guess wants to look for a step back you always want to take a fight as high as you can but the interesting thing is that the ufc keeps on giving him you know these these bigger more dangerous guys and that's like weidman and you know middleweight and light heavyweight which just doesn't make any sense that you saw how they were talking about a romero rematch or whatever i was like fucking insane (laughs) does ufc hate him now like (laughs) Even. So we have um, Fabricio Verdum making his comeback against what? I haven't seen this. <laughs> Alexi Olenek. This is news to me. Oh wait a minute. No, maybe I did see that. You I saw it. You saw the. You saw the the card that they put out. I, I know. I didn't see it for this. I remember hearing about it before the virus. I think, but I didn't see they put it on here. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God damn it. Really want me to get excited. <laughs> I, I know that's an ex- I love that, that match that's up. a really great fight. <laughs> oh, man. Two ancient <laughs> submission geniuses. <laughs> I'm good. Right? I am good with that grappling game. <laughs> that is a, that's, you know what? I bet it won't even go to the ground. <laughs> It'll be one of those. <laughs> Verdue will knock him out. That would be shitty. If it didn't, I know, I know, that would be so like, disappointing. I would, yeah, I would be really disappointed by that. <laughs> Maybe not, I, I'm sure it will because you think about Verdum, he's not afraid to test his grappling on the ground at all. That's what he wants. It doesn't matter who it's against. I remember when he was it his rematch with Big Nog, like his second fight back in the UFC. Yeah. I don't know if they, they fought like three times, or whatever. But you know which one I'm talking about. It was like yeah. right when he came back after Strike Force, and um, you know went to the ground with Nog, and that was a really fun, you know, grappling some grappling we got in that one while it lasted and he ended up 
uh, getting the armbar on Nog, which was, you know, that's Verdum, man. <laughs> that's just Verdum. <laughs> and then we have Carlos Esparza and Michelle Watterson. That's my girl, Carlos Esparza. <laughs> um, I hope she wins. <laughs> Like honestly, <laughs> I, that's that's pretty much like all I'm gonna say is I hope I hope that she wins. I'm not gonna be biased at all. I hope she wins. <laughs> Man, one of the Portland fights. That's all I can think about. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> oh tough. And then obviously we have Ngannou and Rosenstruck again, which is a banger of a fight. Bryce and Luke also, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, that didn't. That's on the card. This card is amazing, to be honest. Like I'm, it's like you said, it's tough not to get excited about. But I mean, we can't. Like we we cannot get excited about that. Okay, so UFC 250 odds um, quickly from FanDuel Sportsbook. They have Suhudo minus 194 and Cruz at plus 164. It's basically even. It's it's good. I mean, I think it's a good a good bet. I mean, good odds. Favorable, not favorable, on not crazy favor favorable for Sudo, um, which is actually kind of weird because Cruz has been out for so long. But that's like the respect that he gets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's the thing. If anybody's gonna come back and do this again, obviously it's him. We all know how good he is. Um, yeah. And also at the same time, I think people just they don't like Henry and what he's doing. So right. it's like he's he's always gonna get disrespected. I mean he's been the underdog in like his last however many fights, which is ridiculous. I can't believe he was underdog against, you know, Marlin and and TJ, even you know, just at flyweight having just beaten Demetrius, like that seemed crazy to me. Yeah. But here I think these odds are about perfect as, you know, obviously Cruz can come back and get this still as as crazy as that would be I've seen it before anybody's gonna do it um but but you can't have Suhudo can't be the underdog here that would be that would be insane that yeah would be no they insane. can't put Suhudo Suhudo is the underdog that there's no way I mean the if they did that would be the smart bet obviously again yeah yeah um so Nunez is minus 500 that's the biggest of the that's the biggest line uh Felicia Spencer is plus 350. Hmm. I mean, I'd probably even it a bit more. I, I would, because I'm thinking just, you know, I'm wondering, trying to remember what, uh, you know, I'm sure GDR was closer than that. It was a bit closer. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but, what that bet was. You know, obviously Nunes did obviously be favored you know the greatest female fighter of all time one of the greatest yeah. fighters of all time regardless of gender uh, um seems just a tiny bit steep. i feel like i would close in it a bit just because felicia is you know the best best stylistic matchup at featherweight right now to try and take out nunez and i mean stylistically just across both divisions really i think it's a lot she has a lot better chance than you know most people am i wrong to say that you know you yeah. think about i agree just because you know obviously Duran to me she was winning on the feet against Nunez and that's not a surprise that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody she's that should not be a surprise yeah the top three striker all time uh, um um but then the ground game was just the thing there Felicia's just more well-rounded and has more chances to you know pull it off here which 
I think should you know, make it closer a bit. So I don't know. It's it's obviously not super insane, but I think it could be a little bit tweaked. <laughs> yep. Um, I think the plus three fifty for Spencer. That's a good bet. I mean, if you're gonna put money down, yeah, something. That's something that you can win at. I mean, but that's also a ton of respect to, to Nunez, yeah. which is very. It she deserves it. So Pettis is minus one twenty, and Cerrone is plus one and two. That's basically even. I mean, there's there's nothing in between with those two. I mean, I'd still favor Cerrone, honestly. I would, I would favor Cerrone too at this point. So the smart money is obviously on Cerrone between you and I. We think we both think that plus one hundred two. Um, and then there's Ngannou and Rosenstruck. Ngannou is minus nine three ninety. I thought you were gonna say nine hundred. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck! And then Rosenstruck is three plus three ten. Okay, that's still fairly wider than I would imagine because. Zeno, chance. I, Puncher's chance, man. He's not going to be afraid, I don't think. I don't think, you know, fingers crossed we don't get a Lewis fight repeat. Right. But I don't know, man. I think he's really trying to, you know, prove himself even more and put his country on the map. I mean, absolutely, dude, Suriname loves him, man. It's insane. Um, when, you know, I covered UFC 244 when he fought uh, Arlovsky, right? and interviewed him and everything he was actually i don't want to say he was the top because like nate diaz and stuff but he was one of the most viewed you know like interviews out of everybody and it was like all the comments come in were like certain certain people like represent you know all that was like damn dude they are really behind this guy that's kind of like that's kind of like isby in new zealand and nigeria and then usman and you know nigeria and stuff the the African fighters, they get a lot of love from their from their country, country, yeah. you know? And I mean, that's even before, before the Arlovsky fight, two fights ago, right? Yeah. So before he really has, you know, skyrocketed a bit now. Uh, but yeah, it, it is insane how, you know, those countries, they follow closely if they have a guy who is yeah. really making some noise. So yeah, man, that's some great motivation. Yep, definitely. So, uh... News came out yesterday that Dana White will host some two web sessions for fighters only um, regarding upcoming events for the remainder of the year and to answer any questions the fighters have about training, fights, health, safety, logistics, so on. Um, not allowed on the call are their managers or any third party members. Um, How are they going to know? <laughs> this is basically like a secret meeting between the employer and the employees even though the fighters are independent contractors mm-hmm. yeah hmm, yes. interesting. <laughs> yeah so I'm pretty sure that we're going to see or not we'll see but there will be managers on that call they'll just be quiet during the call you know, it, why wouldn't the fighters have their managers on the call? Yeah. What, just because Dana White or whoever at the UFC doesn't want them? What the fuck does that mean? 
the manager's gonna be like, okay, well, so what's going on? You know? Yeah, exactly. You, you gotta, the fighters, I, ha- the fighters manage are literally you. gonna go back and tell their managers <laughs> what is happening. we're gonna find out regardless that's just the way that MMA works and I mean Dana's gonna get asked about it too like so what exactly are you well, talking of course. about Akimoto he's like mm, no. <laughs> of course Akimoto or Hawani are gonna ask him I mean why wouldn't they yeah that's little. that's their job I didn't mean to ask you know <laughs> it's just like so what's the idea behind all this right um so as Independent contractors, shouldn't they be able to have whomever they want on with them during this call? Exactly, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you would think. (laughs) You would think. You would think, yep. (laughs) But here we are. Okay, so that wraps up that portion of the Fanboy MMA podcast. Um, I'm going to go into the final bell with some some thoughts that I have. We all want MMA to come come back. We all want our lives to be back to normal. We all want this virus to go away. But during this time, the most important thing is keeping ourselves healthy and safe. Uh, not that important are sporting events. And that includes MMA. I think Drake and I both get it. The UFC wants to come back for business purposes, but the safety of the fighters and everyone involved in the production of putting these fights on is the most important thing. I have no doubt if the UFC puts on these fights, they will do what is right to keep everybody involved healthy and safe. I just fear that the worst. I mean, I fear the worst right now because this virus is fucking serious it's hard not to know it's hard not to when you hear about it constantly people being affected people dying worldwide not just here in the United States it's not an easy situation for the UFC or for the fighters um, they all they all need to make money the UFC is a business the fighters are their own business they're independent contractors they need to make money Quite frankly, the, the fighters want to fight. Otherwise, they wouldn't. If an event does indeed happen, I will be extremely happy because I miss MMA. And I, Drake, I'm sure you do as well. Mm-hmm. I will welcome the event with open arms and an open heart and beers in my hand. I'll, I will drink alone and I will watch alone and I will be happy about it. I just hope if it happens, everyone is safe and stays healthy throughout the entire process, including the days and weeks after the event happens. I want you all to stay safe, wash your hands, social distance yourselves. Don't touch your face and wear masks if you do go out to the stores or wherever you go. I have a, I asked for the first time I asked for a, um, for questions. I only have one because I put it out literally right before we started recording this is from hey it's MMA one uh, how many flyweights can Nganu take at once how many Drake <laughs> hmm. 
you see i think that it kind of depends on which flyweights personally <laughs> but you know if we're taking the tippy top here you got figueredo benavidez moreno i want to say how many, how many can is how many can engano take not many how many can take him down right so how many right. can he take or three or four <laughs> maybe i think he honestly i think he could take the all of them <laughs> he just goes in swinging he goes in swinging and it's a wrap like yeah it's gonna be really hard if they, for if they stay low though <laughs> he has his legs he'll kick the shit out of them. He, i picture like him him hitting them and then kicking them and they all go flying you know because, yeah, he's, because he's so big and they're so small <laughs> we have to see this happen so thank you. Hey, it's MMA one. Um, and I hope that you have, I don't know if your baby was born. I know that your baby was being born. You were on going to the hospital last night. Um, I hope everything is safe with y'all. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you, Drake, for coming on. I hope everybody stays safe until next time. Peace. Peace.